Welcome back to the Total Focus Podcast. I'm your host, Paul. Our special guest this week is Miss Maryland, East Coast, USA, Tiana Tang, 2019. Not only is she a first-time American, she speaks two languages. She's also a skilled dancer, and she is pursuing being a veterinarian. This is a young lady who has a huge future in front of her and she's already become a huge star this is one show you need to stay tuned and listen to and welcome to the show hello well we're really excited to uh have you on the show i've never had anyone um from the east uh east uh is it east coast um yeah. title east coast title uh pageant so is this a new pageant because i honestly have i've not uh, been aware of it but it looks like you guys have a really cool crown and sash so i'd love to, for you to tell us more about about the system and also um about how you got into pageants and and anything else you're doing so we're okay so um, yeah well how well let's just start from the beginning so what what draw you into um um dancing and and pageants and all that where did you start doing that um, well, my mom enrolled me into dance when I was four, around four, and I don't know, I just, like, really fell in love with it <laughs> from, like, the moment. I just really think it's so cool that you're able to tell a story through, like, movement and just being able to, like, dance around people that also love dance is a really good energy, and, um... I guess that kind of brought me into pageantry. Now, is um, is it is your mom have you doing dance because it's um, culturally wise? It's something that most people um, do in your culture, or or is it just because um, she thought you know you you would excel in that? Um, she kind of just enrolled me in a whole bunch of stuff just okay. to like try like. She enrolled me in that. She enrolled me in, like, violin, piano, okay. and just, like, a whole bunch of extracurriculars. She wanted me to be, like, really diverse. Well, I mean, it's um, it's important to do that, um, to be not just pigeonholed in one spot. Did you yeah, find definitely. it, did you find uh, dance to just be the more superior um, um, athletic um, performance than doing violin or anything else? Um, I feel like I was better at piano, but I just enjoy dance more. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, are you are you still capable? Could you could you play the vi could you play the piano if you wanted to right now? Do you still have Yeah, I, I still can play the piano. Um I kind of forgot a lot of violin, but I actually teach piano as well. That's awesome. Along with my mom. So Is your mom um have some training in vi in piano? Yeah, she took piano lessons when she was living in Hong Kong. Oh, awesome. So are you first-generation American, or are you are, are you guys uh, coming over here? Are, you know, your kids would be first-generation? Like, um, I would be first-generation. You are first-generation. So, okay, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, my parents are from Hong Kong. That's awesome. So do you, do you like that you have this kind of really um, great experience of having – parents that are truly from another country and you get to experience America and they're totally different cultures. Does that, is that, do you, do you like that? Is it a positive to you or is it more stressful because you have parents that have high standards cult on, um, um, you know, typically culturally wise parents of other, other countries usually put more pressure on their children. So. Yeah, definitely. I, I really think it's like both positive and negative. So positive wise my mom is really um she's like really into the culture so she always wanted me to keep the culture like she didn't want me to forget Chinese or well, we speak Cantonese okay and I know when I was younger I'd like speak English and she'd be like oh I don't understand what you're saying you need to speak Chinese so I wouldn't forget it no I mean the, um, I I I think your mom is absolutely right you should never forget uh, especially when it's so important that you should never forget um, your native language. So are you, yeah, are you still, um, are you still pretty fluent in, 
and is it it's pronounced Tanzanian? Is that it's pronounced? Uh, Cantonese. Cantonese. Are you still yes. pretty fluent in it? Yes, I still speak to my parents in Cantonese. Awesome. Day. So, do you guys have like a house rule that while you're in the house, you speak you speak the the proper language, or do you or you guys are you guys aren't that strict? I mean, it's not necessarily a house rule, but my mom will speak Chinese at, in the house no matter what. Um, and then my dad will go between English and Chinese. Okay. So I kind of learned both languages at the same time. Um, so that was like one of the struggles for me personally. Um, my mom would be concerned that I'd mix up languages at school when I first started like pre-K. Um, but she was telling me like I never really had an issue with that. She was just worried. Okay. Um, sweetheart, are you like raffling something? Cause it's all I can hear in the background. Oh, uh, I'm not. It might be my roommate, but. Oh, I can literally hear it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'm going to go and I just, um, I can hear it. So, all right. So I'm going to go to the next question. So, um, so my next question is, do you think that being able to speak in two languages, uh, has made you, um, like more, I guess, affluent? Do you think that you, do you think that your brain has been able to like think more and, and do more and, you know, take in more information? Um, yeah, I would, I would say so. Yeah. So my mom also enrolled me in Chinese school where okay. I learned Mandarin. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So like I can understand Mandarin, can't really speak it, but like I can do like simple sentences Okay. Um, now, so Mandarin, Cantonese, and English. Is and is, I think like oh sorry. No, no, go ahead. Um. Yeah, I think it's like a really good resume builder, and it's really beneficial in the future in long run and stuff. No, so Mandarin, if I'm wrong, is it's even more complicated than, um, than um, than the the Chinese language, right? Because it's it has more syllables or. Or, or, or symbols into it too so it's, is that correct or is it because um so chinese is like the main language and the then cantonese and mandarin are dialects of it okay so they're all yeah. off foots okay yeah so like they we read the same symbols and everything they're just pronounced a little differently so oh. i would whenever i explain this to people i just say like oh think of it as like accents okay so they're accents okay yeah kind of <laughs> so it's actually Chinese that is the hardest one. So if you master Chinese, then you should be able to do the the off points of that. Yeah. So it would would you classify it like like um, British English and American English, how we have different vowels that we use and different um, meanings for different words um, from uh, American English to um, British English? Yeah, it's like the similar idea. Okay, because for for I don't know if if you ever heard, but like in in Britain they call an elevator a lift. Mm -hmm. So is it something like that? I mean, I'm sure it's much more complicated because everything I've heard is that the Chinese language is very very complicated. So it's not very simple <laughs> to just. I mean, is that the fair way to say it? Yeah, and then just like a lot of tonal differences. Okay. So I would say I would say Cantonese is a little harder just because Cantonese has a lot more tones than Mandarin. Okay. Well, being able to speak multiple languages does that help with piano? Because piano is basically a language too, right? Because you have to know all the all the um, the dials on the on the piano, and then you have to know the high notes and the low notes, and you have to know what they play in together, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not exactly sure like the psychology behind it but i do think it plays a pretty big role in understanding and being able to comprehend and just like learning in general okay so especially in classical music um i've read like a lot of studies about that and saying it like helps you like mentally like progress yeah, like just learning in general. <laughs> okay. So would you recommend any young lady to definitely um, focus on two languages then? is Do you think that's crucial? Do you think that's benefited you in your life? Um, I would say yes, just because 
like jobs these days, they're like always looking for something different about you. And if you have another language that you're fluent in, then you can have like a one up on other people, I'd say. Well, yeah, we definitely, it's always good to have something that someone else doesn't have in your back pocket make you look like a superstar. So I agree with that. Yeah. Totally. Um, if, if, if you were going to pick another language to, to learn, would you, would you learn another language? And if you, if you would, what language would you like to, to learn just to be more helpful in your day to day? Yeah. So actually, um, like, so I'm in college and mm -hmm. I like, I really am fascinated by just the Asian cultures in general. So I joined a lot of different like student led organizations like FCA, which is Filipino, VSA, which is Vietnamese and like Taiwanese and just meeting people from there. They'll like teach me some of their languages. So That's I know awesome. like a couple words here and there of okay. the other languages. <laughs> I assume you you learn all the funny and bad words first, and then like all the the uh, all the typical you know where to go to the bathroom, all that kind of stuff too, so, <laughs> right? Um, I, I mean, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, is it kind of close to what Chinese is, or is it told like the dialect totally different, or is it the syllables even close together? It's like totally different. It like, is totally different. They're, they're different ethnicities and stuff. So they've okay. been like colonized differently. And like I know Tagalog has like Spanish influence and like Japanese, um, comparing that to Chinese, I'd say that's a lot closer. Okay. So depending on who colonized and then what language was a dominant, they may have some influence or they may not. But it sounds like um most of most of the asian cultures literally have their own dialect so not not necessarily to you know just because you can speak one dialect doesn't mean you can speak every single dialect so but it's mm -hmm. a, it, and it's definitely are you saying it's that would you i guess compare it like if someone would speak english and then speak french because french is a totally different dialect and they don't use the same syllables and um you have to enunciate and pronunciate um much more would is it is that the best way to for someone who's only speaks english to compare how, to how difficult it is yeah it's literally like english versus spanish versus, versus spanish french okay so it's the, okay versus, oh, french like, okay yeah <laughs> well then yeah i i i would see why that it would be hard to communicate to people um even if you're living on the same continent that it would be really hard to really um work together so but you know it just shows how smart you are that you're able to um, communicate with some of the friends that are in that group too so <laughs> yeah. yeah so even if you're learning i mean even if you're learning just the basic syllables so so i guess we didn't we didn't repress this five so how how old were you when you were doing piano and dancing um i started piano when i was four okay and then dance at the same time that's awesome and you've been yeah, doing dance, and you've been doing dan dancing your entire life at this point. Yeah, that's awesome. So, how did dance play into the role of getting in the pageants, and how did that really um, put your life on the projective of where it is now? Um. So, I actually was a part of this Chinese dance troupe. Okay. Um, they're called the Fairfax Chinese Dance Troupe. Okay. And, like, every year they kind of choose one of the girls in the troops to take into the Pacific Miss Asian American pageant. Okay. And um, that's a whole different pageant system. Of course. But, um, but you know. Yeah, so I did that one, and then I placed top five. Congratulations. And thank you. Um, and then just being so close to the crown made me, like, super hungry for another one. And the Asian pageant was actually my first one. Okay, so, and when, and when was that? Like, um, it was last October, I think. Okay, or, and how old are you right now? I am twenty. You're twenty, so for your first roughly like uh, twenty years, you're just doing dance, but you got good enough that you were able to do this competition, and mm -hmm. and then someone saw you in the competition or performance, then they wanted you to do their pageant which is great right 
Mm-hmm. That's yeah, awesome. So like, yeah. So they that pageant system it has a required talent portion, and so they kind of just choose you based on talent at first, and then they train you. Like the Fairfax Chinese Dance Troupe, they just start training you. Like they'll train you how to walk, how to answer questions. And I think that was mostly where I got most of my pageant training from. That's awesome. Now, yeah. is the performance that you're doing in that that um, performance similar to the Chinese um, touring group that comes to the D.C. area and Baltimore area once a year and travels around the United States that does the the big... Um, are you tra- talking about Shen Yun? Yes. Yes. Uh, we're, like, pretty similar. We cool. do, like, the ribbon dances, the fan dances, yeah, all that. Okay. Yeah, all the yeah, really like, stuff that's really incredibly beautiful it makes what makes china so beautiful you know yeah so what what are you skilled in doing performance wise um as of now ever since i got into college i've been focusing more on hip-hop just because growing up i was always trained in ballet tap jazz okay i never really had like hip-hop training and i i just really like being diverse in every category possible and so yeah, that and then I still do Chinese dance. Okay. With the troupe. And and but are you you're focusing on hip hop right now? But when you're doing your your Chinese dance performances, are you doing a certain are you doing a certain performance piece, or you, they don't train one piece? You do you do a whole piece in the entire um the entire performance. Um. So for Fairfax Chinese Dance Troupe, they have a lot of group dances and if i'm available they'll ask me to join you just learn their dances and then also they'll give you solos so i have a couple solos and so are you doing ribbon are you doing like ribbon or you are you doing fan or are you doing more of a more of another dance type like Um, we do we do all of them okay there's all of them equally but for me personally, whenever I do solos, I tend to choose either ribbon or like the long fan ribbon. Okay. Is yeah, that just, I think, is that, I just re- like the look of it better. You like the look of it. Is it also fun to do too? Is it like challenging to make it look the way it's supposed to look? Yeah, I'd say those two are the more challenging ones. Okay. Just because you have to like know how to control it. There's a lot of technique that goes along with it, like with your wrists, especially. Okay. So do you think that that's really what has helped you to be a more elegant dancer is that you've been able to work on those delicate skills and really make those um, work toward your advantage? Oh, yes, definitely. Okay. I think being in Chinese dance really made me be more of like a picture person. Okay. So like if someone were to tell, were to tell me to copy this move, I feel like I'd be able to do it pretty well just because I have to like really pay attention to all the little details and the angles of like where your arm is or like where your leg is. Well, that sounds to me that's probably why you do really well with doing hip hop because hip hop's all about about um, hitting those those notes and then being able to be boxy and uh, be able yeah. to go down to the corner and then flail out. So, mm-hmm. do you find yourself excelling doing hip hop? Um, hip hop is actually my worst. Oh, really? <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm used to like the slow, flowy movements, and I was never the type to like really be grounded and like, like, not ugly, but like not like straight up ballerina, you know? <laughs> uh huh. Well, is it one of the reasons why you like hip hop? Is it because it's challenging and because yes. you've become you've you've become such a superstar doing traditional that you want something to go outside the norm? Yeah, I wanted to be more diverse, too, and just work on my weaknesses, and I knew hip-hop was my weakest, so. That's awesome. So where are you going to college currently? Um, I'm at the University of Maryland College okay. Park. Awesome. So are you in a hip-hop group at, at the college? Yeah, I'm actually a part of Functions. That's awesome. And yeah, they're like a competing hip hop team. So they, we travel around the DMV school. So like DC, Maryland, Virginia, and we'll either compete or be showcase teams. It's really fun. <laughs> um, so 
do you guys put on challenges where you challenge another group or are you just putting on a show just to show your talent off? Um, we'll sign up for both. So okay. a lot of other teams around the area, they'll host competitions and you just sign up for them. And if they accept you, then your team can go and compete or showcase. That's awesome. So it, how long have you been on the team? Are, have you been there a year or, or more? Um, I was on the team my freshman year and sophomore year, and then I took a break my junior year, and I went back this year. Awesome. So you you must be – are you finishing out? You must be um, – you must be in your senior year this year then. Yep. Yep, awesome. So do you see that this is something you're going to do the rest of your life, or do you think you're going to try and challenge yourself with something else? I would like to keep dance in my life in some way, um, but I'm an animal science major, so my career goal would be something to do with animals, whether it's a veterinarian or like an animal nutritionist. Or well, you know, do you see that that pageants and dance have made you um, a more um, astute uh, student? Has that? Do you think that's played a role? Do you think that with without it, you'd still be in the same spot. Or do you think you've excelled because you've you've had um, constant pressure to to um, to learn new things? Like like you're saying, you, you you basically speak two languages, or you're working on your third one. Um, you're constantly trying to better yourself. Do you think that's made you a better person? Um, yeah, definitely. I think that just doing pageants in general, you have so many lessons learned just from just from one day of competing or a weekend of competing and you just it's just cool experiences and I feel like every experience is also a lesson in life whether they're good or bad so so would you would you encourage someone that has um first generation um the parents are uh have moved here in your first generation child to to definitely do a pageant or to do dance to um allow yourself to um, join the group and, and be more um, a part of society in this culture? Yeah, of course. Um, I think that if you're just always closed off and you're not trying to do anything, then it's just like, not really like, why are you here? But it's like, what is your purpose? I feel like everyone should have their own purpose, whether they're first generation, whether they were born American um, I just think it's nice to get out there, especially because America is just so culturally diverse. And I feel like if we're always separated and segregated, it's just it's just not America, you know. <laughs> do you do you see yourself as an American first and a Chinese citizen second, or do you do you don't do you do not have any different determination in that? Do you think you're just you know you're you're just you know living your life? Um, I would say I identify as, like, Chinese-American. Okay. But it doesn't, like, affect anything that I do. Okay. Except I just always try to keep in touch with my cultural roots. No, I, 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 I think that the more that people don't forget where they came from, um, it, the more they know who they are. And um, have you gotten the opportunity to go back home and see more of the homeland and, and travel the country? Yeah, I actually went back awesome. this summer. Um, I, Me and my parents toured Japan, and then we went to Hong Kong to visit family members. That's awesome. So you got, <laughs> got kind of got like a two-for-one. Because Jap yeah. Japan is a totally different culture compared to China, so you really got a nice, um, a nice double, um, double culture shock there. Yeah, definitely. It was really cool. Was it interesting to um, to have family members that haven't moved to the States and see how their traditions are in China and, and how they live? Was it was it shocking or just interesting or Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, I think the most interesting thing to me was just the fashion there. Oh. So, like, the fashion in Asia is completely different from the fashion in America. 
Um, and then they could see that on me too. Like they would see me and be like, Oh yeah, she's from America. <laughs> but did you like it? Because I've, I've heard, I've heard my female friends say that it's their, their, um, the colors they wear in Asia are so beautiful and, the, and they have very cool designs. So when it comes to like cut and, and, um, just overall fit, um, would you occur, or do you have a different opinion on that? Um, I would say the more traditional styles, yes, they have a whole bunch of really beautiful patterns and everything. Um, so the traditional dress for girls is called the chi pao. Chi pao. And yeah, so okay. like Q I P A O. Wow, that's awesome. Now is that and more? Is that more like a, a? Is that more like a robe, or 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 what it what it? For our Americans that really don't know what 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 would that look like? Um, it looks like a dress. It's like just a dress. a dress. Yeah. Awesome. Now, is that something that is unisexual that both men and women wear, or is that what women wear? Um, it's usually just what women wear. Okay. So. So men, oh, so women in China wear very beautiful, bright colors. That's awesome, and yeah. it's like a like it's a full kind of dress. That's awesome. So, mm -hmm. did you, but like, if it's modern, like their modern fashion is kind of similar, but they just kind of style it differently. Okay, is, is like they don't wear it out to the mall or anything, but <laughs> okay. So they don't go too impressed. You're saying it's. It's more for like, like an evening out then. Um, it's more like traditional, like the history of it. Okay. So like, like China's art goes back a whole bunch of years, mm -hmm. and that was just one of the traditional dresses that they wore That's awesome. when there was like still dynasties and stuff. That's awesome. And then, just to give an idea of what the guys would wear, what would the guys wear tradi traditionally, or is it? Is it kind? You said it isn't the same, but do they wear? You know, I, I guess that's where the robe comes in, right? Do the guys wear kind of like a robe with a with a belt, or, or is that? Or am I totally getting cultures wrong? Um, it's like it's kind of like a jacket, and then jacket. they have like similar designs. But yeah, I would say, yeah, I guess like a robe would be a good way of describing it. Okay. And then traditionally, you'd wear um, um, is it sandals is traditional, or they wear um, just normal. They wear they just wear normal shoes. Yeah, I think it's just normal shoes. Awesome. I think you see it a lot more in like traditional Chinese weddings. Okay, that so yeah. that so that's when that's when you dress up and you try to impress people and trying to look yeah. the best. Right, exactly. I just wanted to take one second from this great interview and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. No matter if you're planning a wedding, a special event, or you just need an amazing headshot, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443 or you can go just go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to the show and listen to this great interview. I always love um, learning about my guest culture and their background, but I would also love to hear more about our pageants because this show is about entertainment and photography and pageants. So you, you got the opportunity to do that one pageant through your dancing performance and it was a cultural pageant. Why didn't you stay with that pageant? Did you did you want to? Did you just not want to be um, associated with a culture pageant, or or did you? What what was your rationale to not just? Because you said you got five, you got top five, right? Mm -hmm. Um, that was like the only round that they have. Okay. So they only do top three, and then I didn't place anything, so. Gotcha. I kind of just moved on to different pageants and just looks for other ones. Gotcha. So what was your, what, what, what were you looking for? Were you looking for a pageant system that you could do a performance with? Is that, well, 
one of the criteria or what was your goal that you wanted to to look for a pageant that suited you um i think i was just looking for pageants honestly okay and where did you uh, go where did you go i just really enjoyed did you go to like pageantplan.com did you just do a google search yeah i kind of just did a google search and typed in pageants in maryland that's awesome and that was one of the first ones that came up so okay <laughs> so and you're talking about east coast um yeah, pageants right miss, miss east coast usa yeah. that's awesome um who's the director because um I, i'm not even i'm not aware of the pageant so please tell the whole world because you know you are miss maryland so we want to make sure that everyone knows um you should definitely get your praise for that so I'm actually not exactly sure. Who oh, really? The directors are. That's okay. Yeah, like, so I know the East Coast USA. They travel a lot. Yeah. Um, they're like one of those tour pageants. So yeah. They go to like New Jersey, Virginia, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, um, and just a whole bunch of other places. And then we all meet up at nationals together. So I never really like met one single director. Okay. Well, you know that. You know, that's a good thing and a bad thing. One, that means you can really control your, your calendar and you can go to public appearances and they're not on you. So yeah. that, that's a good thing. Um, the bad thing is I, I wish you I wish you had a little bit of um, a little bit of um, someone behind you supporting you. But it sounds like your family is very supportive of you. So I'm sure mm-hmm. I'm sure you'd, you I'm sure you had more than enough people helping you along the way. I mean, it sounds like you're very astute and hardworking. So, and like you said, you you Googled pageants, so you found what you were looking for. Yeah, like my parents, they, not that they don't care, but they know, like, I, what I'm capable of and that they know, or they know that I also know what I'm capable of. So they're just always supportive with whatever I choose to do. Well, I think it's just that, typical thing when it comes to being proud of your child and giving your child the room to um soar or fall and and find out um what you do best i mean the best way you learn as a human is to fall and make mistakes mm-hmm. as long as you don't make a mistake that hurts you you know it's a good mistake yeah. you know right in my opinion by doing that first pageant you failed um uh, because you didn't win but you did a second pageant and this is your second one, right? Yeah. And you became Miss Maryland. So that's a, I would say that's a win, right? Yeah. yeah exactly. I, I always just, whenever I get knocked down, I always get super motivated to just be the best. Um, I think that comes from me with a competitive background. And yeah, I just, I get really hungry just to win. <laughs> At this point, when, when do you give up your title? Um, I believe I pass it on in march okay and at the next miss maryland pageant that's awesome so when when was uh states and how i mean nationals and how did nationals go um nationals was over the summer and it was honestly such a great experience it was so fun um i met a lot of the other pageant sisters from all the other states and they were all super nice and a lot of talent, and they're really good. <laughs> and where was where was nationals held? Nationals was in New Jersey. That's awesome. Yeah, so you, it was you, a long ride. So, well, I mean, one, it's not that far away, so you, that you can't drive. But also, you get to go go to a place. I'm sure you haven't been to New Jersey yet, so. Yeah, that was my first time in New Jersey. Did you enjoy yourself? Yeah, it was really fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Did they take you over to Manhattan while you were there? Um, no, we kind of just stayed at the hotel. Okay. Because that was where all the events were happening. That's awesome. Well, you know, the most important thing is that you had a good time. Um, did How did you do? Did you place at, at Nationals? Uh, no, I did not, unfortunately. That's okay. But Hey, the most important thing is that not on, there's only one person that can win the crown. Yeah, but, exactly. But you can, make, you can make 51 amazing friends, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, the girl who won definitely deserved it as well. She was she was gorgeous and she well, was really good and. Well, you're very kind to say that. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, do you think that um, doing pageants has really made your life much better? Do you think that you're becoming a more well-rounded woman because of that now? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, when I was younger, I was actually super shy. Like, <laughs> I would always just mumble, especially during presentations. I would never talk above like a two. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, the girl from Pitch Perfect. Yes, that's like of really quiet. That was honestly me when I was younger. <laughs> and then I think just doing pageants really forced me to push myself out of my comfort zone, and forced me to speak in front of hundreds of people and. Now I just, I love presenting, I love public speaking, and it's made me much more confident than I ever would have imagined. Well, if someone's listening here and they've just moved to this country and they're, and the mother's thinking of something they should do, do you have any recommendations? I know we talked about piano and violin and dancing and pageants, but... Is there something that you'd recommend they should definitely do first? Do you think they should do you think they should do pageants really young or do you think they should just do dance and get more uh, more culturally uh, diverse slowly or what what do you think would be helpful because you come from such a unique spot that you've come from a different culture and you've really adapted and it sounds like you're excelling um, which is so important you know that I think that's what makes America so great is that you can come here and be successful as long as you're willing to work hard and, and do the work. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say do everything and anything, um, enroll in everything. You, Cause like, you never know what you'll like. Um, and just, I wouldn't know that I would fall in love with dance if my mom hadn't enrolled me in that plus 50 other things. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't know, what I like, what I don't like. And I think that's really important just as an individual to really know what you want in life and what you want to make a difference for or just, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, do you see yourself, um, is this now addicting? Do you want to go for and be Miss Marilyn and doing it in another system and go bigger? Um, possibly. Okay. Uh, I want to see, like, what happens after I graduate first before doing anything else um, big like that or, like, a really big time commitment. Uh, of course. So, in the, um, the job that you're, or career you're pursuing, do you have to do another, um, do you have to go for your master's, um, uh, for that field or can you already um, when you graduate, will you have all the credits and all the things you need to start working in your field? Um, I think it depends really on what you want to do. Um, I know that would have a higher pay would require more education. So either a master's or a PhD or even vet school. Um, so it just depends. But if I just wanted something to get my foot into the door and get hands-on experience i can just go straight into it okay well yeah i mean america is all about you know money and the only way you get money is that you either have experience or you have a piece of paper that says that you've done the work so yeah. that totally makes sense do you want to go and get your master's and be and get your doctorate yeah i want to get my master's um i don't think i want to get my phd um, I actually talked to some people, like a family friend who also has her PhD in animal science, and mm -hmm. she was saying a lot of the jobs wouldn't accept her because she was actually overqualified, and that so it... all she was able to do was just research, but I want to do more, like, hands-on, like, actually interacting with animals. And... That is a true statement. It's scary that um, sometimes they think you're too smart and you've got too yeah. much, because they think that you're going to want more money, so they... They um they think they will insult you by not offering by offering you a low wage. So mm -hmm. that is a that is a catch twenty two. You know you do all that work, and you know you know that you're qualified, and then um, they won't offer you the job because they think they're that they're going to insult you. So yeah. So that is you know, you know you might be right. Maybe you should you know find somewhere work for a little bit and then. Um, do your master's while you're working so they mm -hmm. can't, you know, they, they already like you. So, I mean, mm -hmm. clearly you've got a good personality because you wouldn't have been able to win Miss Maryland um, 
East Coast if it wasn't um, for a good personality and be able to interview. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm very confident to say that, you know, I, I'm sure that that's not a problem. Yeah, I just think, um, like, college at least, I feel like you're only in college to get a job. And if I believe I got a job after college that I think I'll be stable in and successful in, then I probably won't get my master's unless, necess- like, absolutely necessary. Of course. Well, you know, you never, and then one of the things, you never know where your life is going to take you to, you know? Yeah. Exactly. You know, there might be a huge um, development in your field that that would require you to to get a little bit more education. You know, now in mm-hmm. in that field that you're in, do you have to do continuous ed credits um, every two years or every year to just to keep yourself up to date? Um, I don't believe so. Okay. But if there were anything, jobs maybe maybe if get licensing I'm not sure okay now is it similar to um do you have to take a test or take um do you have to do a couple months or a year um as an as a paid as an unpaid intern like they do for the medical side how how does that work yeah so for vet school I initially wanted to be a vet and after looking at the requirements and stuff, I think it was way too much for me, and I feel like we'd be I'd be more in debt than making money. Um, you also need like experience under a vet, and it's just a lot of requirements to get into vet school. It's very competitive. Uh-huh. Um, so that's why I just want to go to grad school. Cool. So if if money yeah. wasn't if money was an issue, if it was just based on your knowledge. Would would you feel that you're more than capable of of doing the work? Is it is it just that we're in a really bad America doesn't really give you an opportunity because everything's about you know charging you so much money? Is that is that fair to say? Like, do you think do you think you would do well regard um with the the criteria if it wasn't about money? Yeah, I would say so. It's like every see, that's a shame. that you're in school, you're spending so much money just to take classes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying school is bad, but no, of course not. Like, <laughs> but it yeah. it sounds like it sounds like you, it sounds like it's something that you'd be very passionate about. So if you if that wasn't the issue, the issue was giving you the opportunity to become an expert in that. You know, I would love. I would love for someone to be able to have that, you know, I hope that that, that becomes a reality one day that you can pursue that, you know, I mean, that yeah, as of now, my parents are paying for my college and I'm, I'm super thankful for it. Yeah. Of and course. I don't want to, I don't want to put them in more debt than they have to. No. So unless I feel like, unless I can afford that school myself, then I'll go. No, I, I absolutely understand and I agree with you. Um, I was blessed to have parents that helped me pay for college too. And um, I'm thankful that I, my parents were in the situation to help me. And clearly your parents are feel the same way. It's about taking care of your children. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's very considerate that you want to not put your parents more in debt. But I'm sure they also um, – understand and also respect that you're doing so well and that you're being you're you're, you know you're honoring the family by you know pursuing and being um such a great person society and doing so well so i i think it's a i think it works both ways Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so i i I wouldn't be concerned about that i'm sure you're going to be a huge success so thank you I just wanted to take one extra second and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Production. No matter if you're planning a wedding and you need a wedding videographer, you're doing a music video, or you're doing commercial, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go right to their website at MAV. PP.com. Now let's get right back to this great interview. All right. So this is the part of the show where I let you take over and you get to talk about what's going on in your life. So 
do you have any public appearances coming up? And of course, we we definitely want to know how people can reach out to you. I know you you love doing modeling, and I know you love um, your Instagram. So um, t- tell us all about what's going on in your life. Yeah. Um. So currently, I'm actually super busy with school. I haven't been able to get back to any um like appearance requests recently, but I should get onto that soon. Um, That's totally understandable. For sure. You know, school's hard. Yeah. <laughs> The next one for sure is definitely, I was just saying my next appearance for sure as of now would be the Maryland pageant, which should be March 8th at Towson. And I'll be crowning whoever wins. That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. And Do you have so, any idea how many people are going to be competing this year? Uh, I have no idea, but hopefully... Like whatever number it is, I'm sure it'll be a lot of good candidates. Awesome. Do you, mm-hmm. do you want to? Um, we didn't really talk about um, the criteria for for the East Coast uh, Ms. Pageant. So, um, do you need a do you need a talent? Um, do you need to? Um, what are the criterias to win the, the the pageant that you need to to do so? Um, so for Miss Maryland, you submit an application and everything, and the day of, you kind of just be confident, and you have to go through the runway and beauty, and then once that's over, and if you, like, place in that, you go straight to nationals, which would then include interview, runway, beauty, fitness, and talent is optional and they have a whole bunch of stuff that they're like they're a pretty good pageant system they have a lot of opportunities that's awesome so do so on the state level um do you have to do a uh fitness or bikini contest is that part of the the state competition and um there's interview process of course and then do you is talent an option or is that a requirement? Um, so the preliminary is just runway and beauty. Okay, that's awesome. And then nationals is where like everything comes in. Awesome. So I think for the preliminaries, they just want to see that you have a stage presence, that you're confident, that you can walk. That's awesome. And then do you, you still have to do interview, right? You do interview before the, before states, right? Yeah. That's awesome. And inter- how long is interview? Is interview like five minutes or? Um, I don't, I don't really remember, but it wasn't that long. <laughs> okay. And do you recall how many judges there is? Um, I believe it was three. Awesome. So you, it's a panel interview then? Mm-hmm. that's awesome so it's a panel interview so it's probably around five minutes and you don't have to do fitness or bikini that's awesome so it's just an evening gown and is there on stage question um no that's for nationals that's for nationals also so you don't even have to do on stage question or talent until nationals that's that's awesome so are those yeah, extra so are those like, go ahead oh that's why like they welcome, like, the thing I really love about that pageant is that they welcome everyone. So, like, you can have no pageant experience at all, and you could still maybe place, you know? Um, and, like, I know some other pageants where, like, a lot of the girls are really experienced, so it's kind of hard. And, like, I would have never expected to win, but... <laughs> Do you find this to be a really great pageant to go if you want to just train and and learn and a good starter pageant yeah definitely i think a lot of the girls i met it was also their like first or second pageant and they all do really good that's awesome and what what's what's the date of the competition and where is it again um i believe it is okay it's march 8th at towson maryland that's awesome. So it makes it very easy for you because you're not that far from Towson. So, yeah, that's awesome. Um, and then of course, um, you know, if 
if wherever how how do you want them to reach out to you do you, do you want to give out your instagram or your facebook what, what oh, you, yeah. if they want to work with you um so my instagram is tiana tang t-e-a-n-n-a-t-a-n-g um and then the same for my facebook well tiana we really appreciate you coming on the show i hope you had a, an amazing time and i really yeah, appreciate you, you. <laughs> really talking about your culture and your experiences doing dance uh it's, i honestly have never had a client that was truly a first um first generation american so it's always great to really get someone who is getting that first experience um being an american and it sounds like you're definitely excelling which i i truly hope that the american dream is not dead because if it if it if it's proven that you can do it i think that anyone can do it so yeah definitely i just think it's really important to always just keep fighting and always keep trying and i know like when i was younger i was sometimes bullied a little bit especially for like the foods that i'd bring but now it's like everyone loves chinese food <laughs> do you um this is just a good question. Do you find it weird that we call it Chinese food or like, because, um, I guess like a burger wouldn't be American. I, I guess in China would burgers be American food or would it just be, or cause you wouldn't call Chinese food Chinese. It would just be, it would just be, um, home cooked meal, right? Like it wouldn't be, they wouldn't call it Chinese food. Right. Do you think that's weird? Um, I mean, I think they do call it Chinese. Food. Oh really? Okay. Like, we'll go to dim sum, and it's usually, like, that's a Chinese thing. And um, if we ever went to McDonald's or something, it's usually American food. Like, even in even when I was in Hong Kong. Like, yeah, I understand We'd be that. like, oh, yeah. like, they're used to American food, so my uncle would take us to McDonald's and stuff. Well, I'm, I'm sure that there's no comparison. I'm sure a home-cooked Chinese dinner, um, even at a restaurant, is ten times better than what we have here, so... Oh, yeah, like the food in Hong Kong is a lot better. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, thank you so much for giving us some insight into your culture and to your life. And we all wish you only the best. And um, when you go to do your next pageant uh, and you win Miss Maryland again, we'd love for you to be on the show. And, and we really appreciate your time, okay? Thank you so much for inviting me. It was fun. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on. Hey, thank you. Tiana, thank you so much for coming on the show and just showing that the American dream is alive and well and just proves that you can come to this country, have family members that are both from another country, and you can come here and be a first-time American and excel and be successful. And you are the reason and bright shine that proves that the American dream still exists. So we thank you for proving the point that America is a country that you can come here and be successful. So God bless you. And thank you so much for working so hard and making America being a proud place to live. Don't forget, this show drops every Thursday. So please, please follow us both on iTunes and on YouTube. Please give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Tell us what we're doing right or tell us what we're doing wrong. And please don't forget to stay tuned.